What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. I just finished a podcast episode with T. Marie. She is the host of the Come Up Culture Podcast. It was an amazing experience. I'm still on the high. That was my first official interview. Round of applause to the Come Up Culture Podcast. Y'all got to check that out after today's episode because she did what she needed to do in that whole interview process. Girl, if you're watching this, you, you have a fucking knack for interviewing. I felt very comfortable. I loved it. I loved the experience. I loved it. 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 I'm telling y'all, I'm still on the fucking high. Um, okay. All you know was crazy. I remember one time my brother was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to be, this was like when I was really young, not really young, but I was relatively young. And my brother was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to be big and I want people interviewing me. And I really appreciated that interview. It was more so a conversation, but it gave me a taste of what I had asked for once before at a point in my life. You know, when you sit back and look at life and you're like, dang, what I prayed for is really in front of me. I didn't think it would be like this. I guess you never really realize how God is going to present something to you, right? But when you get it, you like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what the fuck I wanted. If not better, it was chill. It was cool. It was remote. Y'all know this girl love a good remote experience. Um, Somebody mentioned me on Instagram and they wanted me to talk about something. So they tagged me in a video. We're going to play the video and we're going to see if I have something to talk about in regards to the video. Real and raw. Hopefully you even watched the chef. You probably do because you need an episode on it. All right, let's see what was said. Now, dance to you, bringing a man a plate, rub his feet, just basic things. The attitude of so many women that I see now is they don't want to cater to a man in any, it's almost like it's a dirty word. It's, they don't want to compete for a man. They want him to just pick her because she's so special. I'm not, even gonna listen. I'm not even going to listen to the rest. I feel like this, these conversations are fucking tired as hell. I don't know why people open their mouths to talk about what men want, what women want. Just go get in your relationship since you know every fucking thing. Go get in your relationship, enjoy your relationship, and live life in your relationship. Me, I told y'all the gays don't be sitting around talking about this. Happy pride. Because clearly we're the ones with the most sense. We're not sitting around together having table talk discussions about who's bringing what to the table, who's doing what for their husband or their boyfriend or their girlfriend or whatever. Like, whatever. Go get in your relationship and do what you got to do. I understand, like, valuable relationship advice. But when y'all sitting here talking about hypothetical things and what people don't like to do, why does that concern you? How does that concern you? I don't know. In one ear, out the other. I have nothing to say about it. Y'all do what y'all want to do in y'all relationships. I'm going to do what I want to do in my relationships. I encourage everybody to feel free to do what they want in their relationships. Bitch, did you see that tweet? We haven't done that in a long time, right? I came across this tweet and I thought it was so interesting. I'm going to put it up here on the screen somewhere. It's from at really Ray. And it says, I have a married friend who was in the bread, who is the breadwinner of her dynamic, which is fine, whatever. She finally got an amazing job, a huge raise in salary. My man and I wanted to celebrate her and her husband was eye rolling the entire night talking about, I don't see the big deal. Hater energy. Okay. We'd be, we be talking about, you know, not giving a fuck about support, support, support. But it's a little funky if your partner does not support you. Partner, friend, fuck even support. Like, not even support, just clapping and applauding you for your big wins. I was recently presented with an opportunity, and everybody in my close-knit circle was ecstatic for me. I have talked about, you know, jealousy before, right? And I've talked about how I've even felt it because I was in a comparison mindset. And I there was one episode where I um straight up and told Brianna there was a point in time where I saw that she was doing well. I was happy that she was, she was doing well, but I wanted to do equally 
as good as her, right? So I call it jealousy. I think that's the best that's the best way to describe it. You know, calling a spade a spade. It is what it is. But I think that um, you got to start to assess the people that you keep around you. And I think you should pay close attention to those that don't clap for you when you win. I think it's a little bit weird that your husband, wife, whatever, that your partner isn't happy that you fucking are winning. Why are you rolling your eyes and your wife just, first of all, she's the breadwinner. So this great opportunity means that good is coming for you because she's clearly taking care of the household. But regardless, I think people do need to also get to a point, And I'm talking about those that may experience jealousy or may feel the feeling of jealousy because I have before as well. I think it's important to, to just to realize that having hate in your heart or being upset about the fact that someone else is winning does nothing for you. I think it's important to realize that when you see somebody doing some good, something good, it means that you can do good as well. You know what I'm saying? It does not mean that you are hopeless. It does not mean that this person is better than you. And I don't even think that should be your thought process. I think you should be truly and genuinely happy for the people around you. And if you're not, um, you got to sit and take a look from within. You know, I talk about how I think jealousy is a normal trait. And I, I've been sitting and I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, I guess it's normal, but it's not a good feeling to have you shouldn't envy those that you're around okay you should uplift them you should be happy for them you should be uh appreciative of the fact that someone in your posted circle is doing well because again if someone is doing well to me that's an indication that I can do well and I think that's all that you need to take away from it it's so crazy too because in that episode with Brianna I was explaining to her I was I'm so glad that I was vulnerable enough to like let her know that I had felt that way I and I would never do anything to sabotage anybody this person in this tweet wasn't sabotaging their wife either they were just not happy for them but I know that there are people that would be so jealous that they would want to sabotage you anyways it's not about that I think just understanding that if somebody is doing quote unquote better than you and it's rubbing you the wrong way. You may be envying or being jealous of something that you don't actually need to be jealous of. Um, This is far beyond this tweet. I think just as I think back to that episode with me and Brianna, when we had that um, transparent conversation, I expressed to her that I thought she was doing so well. And she told me that it wasn't, as good as I thought it was um, from her point of view, you know? So you can be envying someone, you can be jealous of someone, and you don't even know what you're jealous of. You just don't know what's going on in someone else's life. And I think all of us need to move away from feeling a type of ways when someone is doing, quote unquote, better than us. Not even It's not even about better than you. It's, not, it's nothing to compare. Someone is doing well for themselves. Round of applause and keep it pushing. That doesn't mean that you can't do well. You shouldn't even be, even be thinking about it, it just isn't about you. It just is not about you in this moment. And you need to be understanding of that. Jealousy, a lot of, we got to move away from that. Stop being jealous. Stop being envious. Stop hating on people. Stop having negative energy and negative thoughts and feelings towards people that you hang around. You got to ask yourself why you want to kick it with somebody that you're jealous of. You know, you got to ask yourself why you fucking with people that you want to roll your eyes at when they win. You got to ask yourself why you fucking with somebody that you wouldn't clap for if they winning. Like what, 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 what is it about them winning that really rubbed you the wrong way? And I'm telling you, when you're in that comparison mindset, you really convince yourself that it's a competition. It ain't no damn competition. Because me winning doesn't mean that you can't win. When I did uh, my episode, when I did my interview today with the Come Up Culture podcast, 
she asked me what the purpose of this podcast was for. And I think I'm constantly revisiting and talking to you guys about why I made this podcast. But it's also very important to me that you guys watch this episode, watch all of these episodes and realize that, hey, I, Constance Annan, is chasing her dreams. So you can too. Like everything I do, you can do this this, this life is about seizing opportunity, and by God's grace, we have God's assistance. So put effort and action behind what it is that you want, whatever it is that you ask God for, he will give it to you. And as we started today's episode off, it may not look the way you have you envisioned. If anything, it'll look better. It'll fit the lifestyle that you're in. It'll, it'll, it will really satisfy you and God's plan for you. So just be, just be, just be willing to jump on all opportunities presented to you. Rather than sitting in a corner and crying because your bestie Susie or because your wife Susie or because your girlfriend Sally or boyfriend Susie, whatever, can come up with any more names. Don't sit and cry and pout about what other people got going on. Just work and focus on you and be happy for those in your circle that are winning, that are doing good. <sighs> Back to the tweet. If I was out and my girlfriend was rolling her eyes at something that I won about, I would be... a I would have some questions after the dinner, after everybody's gone. And if my friends peeped it and I didn't peep it, I would hope they told me instead of going to Twitter about it. I hope she did tell her friends instead of just tweeting about it. Um, mm, 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 mm. Next topic. They've been cutting grass outside all fucking day. All fucking day. Living in an apartment sucks because when they cut grass, bitch, I don't know if it's every apartment or if it's just this apartment. The walls are super thin and it's like I'm out there with them while they're cutting grass. And all I hear is like, shut the hell up. That that was that was that was very frustrating for me all day. They cut grass from the moment I woke up to like 10 minutes ago. They just they just stopped. I'm so glad that it's over. Speaking of y'all know, I got stood up today by a job interview. I keep having the worst luck with job interviews. I'm about to stop talking about my jobs and these interviews because obviously they, they aren't even worth my time to attend. So they aren't worth my time to discuss, right? Y'all know what I did today? I opened my Bible and I read about Job. Um, you know how you like go to church or you're well acquainted, you're, you're familiar with stories in the Bible. However, you've never actually taken those times to read them. Like you've never taken a moment to actually sit and read it. That's me. Um, I, it's, that's me with a lot of, a lot of stories in the Bible. Um, Job is one story that I have been familiar with. I understand like the essence of what happens in the book of Job, right? But I never read it. And so today I decided to read it. My heart was just calling me to read it. This has happened on several different occasions. There have been times in my life where God has told me, okay, open the Bible and read this, read this, read this. So today was Job and I'm reading Job. I I just got to Job chapter six and a lot has happened in this, these six chapters. First takeaway point, Job is a good guy, great guy, loves God, righteous man doing what he needs to do in the eyes of God has it all kids cattle donkeys shit's good right okay then the bible says that the devil and some angels appear before him him being God in heaven right and the devil gets to talking to God about fucking with Job essentially taking what Job has Messing with Job, challenging God and, and letting God know that Job's going to fold if you let me get active. That's pretty much what Satan was saying, right? All right. God's like, I mean, Job is not going to fold, 
But if you want to do something, go ahead and do something. But you cannot touch Job. You cannot touch Job. Touch the kids, touch whoever, but do not touch my son, right? Okay. First, let's talk about that. Important interaction we're saying here between God and Satan. The Holy Spirit is telling me to pray really quickly. So let's just pray really quickly and then I'll get back to it. I'll remember that we're on the interaction. Father God, thank you so much for this day. I didn't expect to come out here talking about God, but I'm so pleased that you have moved me to talk about uh, the Bible story that I've read today. So God, I ask that you open uh, my viewers' ears, hearts, and minds to receive the word. And I ask God that you speak through me and allow me to um, break this story down the way you have intended for me to. I, I pray that you allow me to interpret it the way that you have intended to. Um, and, and I just thank you God for this day. I thank you God for, for loving me, for loving my viewers, for, for everything you've done for me, God. Thank you so much. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. So the interaction is important to me because you see that Satan has to ask God for permission to do stuff. That has always been, and I always knew this too. I always knew about this interaction. And it has always made me feel like the devil just doesn't have too much power. Um, you guys have heard me say in several different episodes that I don't like to give power to the devil. And it's because the devil has to literally go to God to ask, can I mess with your child? And even then, God's going to be like, mm, I don't think so, no. <sighs> I like that. God's up there advocating for me and I always knew that. But the devil, you really you you ain't really got too much power. So when people are like, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, I'm just like, okay, the devil ain't really doing too much. Cause God is in full control. Um, just in, uh, another uh part in the Bible where I saw that like God was in full control, so off topic, different story, but the story of Moses and when Moses is going to save the Israelites, right? Or take the Israelites out of Egypt. And the Bible specifically says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Like, just understand that God is in full control, even in the midst of trouble and turmoil, like God is in control. I don't know how soothing that is to the heart. I think that's very, uh, <laughs> it can also be unappealing to hear that God would allow bad stuff to happen to you, but it's all in, I think it's all in, uh, just knowing that you can withstand this. And at the end of this trouble, at the end of this turmoil, good will come from it. You will come out stronger. I actually haven't gotten to the end of Job, so I don't want to speak in full depth about what might happen. But just understanding, I think just that was my biggest takeaway, right, from that small interaction. So the devil goes, messes with Job, kills his family, kills his cattle. Serious stuff that happened, but he didn't kill Job. At the end of it, Job's like, I mean, hey. God gives and God takes away. And I think that that's where that saying comes from, you know, um, God gives and God takes away. If he, if God gives it to you, he can take it away. Job said it and it was clear as day. And I, I F with Job for having that mindset because when things, for me, when things start going left, it's very hard for me to say, thank you, God. It is very hard for me to not start questioning God. It's very hard for me to not start. It's very hard for me to not say, God, why would you do that? You know, um, Job's faith was so strong and the love and relationship that we, that he had with God was so strong that he was so understanding of the things being removed from his life. And I think that that is, that is just a whole nother level of faith and much respect to him. I haven't gotten far in it, but there was another, so the, uh, Satan goes back to God and he's like, um, basically like, let me do more. You ain't let me do enough. I promise you I can make Job fold. God's like, no, you can't. Satan's like, let me just mess with Job real quick. God's like, all right, go. So Satan goes and instills like, um, 
bumps and measles and sickness all over Job, right? So Job was looking kind of wonky. Um, okay, at this point, Job's wife is like, you got to be kidding me. Like, go on ahead and just tell God you over it, curse God, and just end it. Go on ahead and die. And Job was like, nah, I'm not going for it. And this was the part that really, really got me. I loved it. Job's friends come to visit him, and they just sit with him in silence. They, they see the pain that he's going through. They sit with him in silence, and they just go through it with him. You know, they're not there giving advice. They're not there talking. They're just going through the pain with him. And that was the part that really stuck with me. You guys know friendship is really important to me, and it was just nice to see um, Job's friends just being there for him. I don't even think I was supposed to take that away from the reading, but I did. I focused so much on the relationship that Job's friends had with him. Those are true friends, you know? They're not coming here. They're not telling him to, like, F God. They're not telling him to... They're just not... They're not overimposing. They're just being there. You ever been in a situation where you just really need someone there? I mean, yes, God is there, but sometimes you just need a friend. Sometimes you just need a family member there. And I can really respect his friends for being there. And that's about as far as I've gotten into the reading. Um, I guess there wasn't much to interpret or share with you guys, but I really, I really effed with how his friends acted in that moment. And it's kind of just a reminder to be there for my friends in the midst of whatever it is they're going through, whether I agree with it, whether I don't agree with it, whether, whether I, I just no matter what, just to be there for my friends in their hardships. Cause it was, Job's friends being there with him that has, that had got him far, not far. I'm only on chapter six, but them being with him, I think was soothing to Job's, to Job's, excuse me, heart, mind, soul experience. Um, yes, that's all that really had to leave my mouth. I'm still reading, um, pretty good read, pretty fast read. If you guys have never read about the story of Job, y'all should get into it. Y'all can read it with me and we can talk about it. Um, the more I read, the more I come to you guys to talk about the different things that I have read and gathered from it. But I think the biggest takeaways for me so far is God Fs with us. God knows us. And when the devil is coming to F with us, God is advocating for us like you can't do too much. Just don't do too much. And God's in full control. So like to think that the devil's going to rock over your life or to feel like you need to be crying and begging God, excuse me, in the midst of turmoil, there's no need because God is there. All God needs you to do is continue to just have faith. You know, it's the faith that kept Job still standing. Um, There were stipulations that God gave the devil, like, yes, you can go take this from him, but don't touch him. Like, don't touch my kid. I don't know. That's calming to me. I think that's not really the most appealing or um, that may not be the most sound thing to hear, but It is soothing to me to know that all I need to do is have faith. Y'all know faith is a big thing to me. I'm working on it, working on my faith and relationship with God. And um, I'm seeing that Job's faith is what's holding him down. Job's faith is what's got God advocating for him. Job's faith is what's keeping him from being harmed for real. Yes, sickness, but he's still alive. (laughs) And at least from what I've read, like I said, I don't know how else to get, how else, the story goes down. This is just what I gather from him. And I think um, friendship, it's its important to have those friends that will be there for you in the midst of your trouble, turmoil, sadness, pain, whatever. It's important to have those friends there with you. And I think as a friend, to also assume that role to just be present. You don't always need to speak. You don't always need to give advice. You don't always need to be 
the person in the room that knows everything, just listen, because sometimes all people need is someone to listen. I remember I posted about that one time and I think someone said something along the lines of, why would you, why would you come to me to complain if all you want me to do is listen and you don't want advice? Super insensitive. I get it. But at the end of the day, some people just need somebody to listen to. Like sometimes you don't need the solution. You just need to talk. Sometimes there isn't even a solution that you're looking for. You just want to voice how you feel like venting is a real thing. And um, I think just show some empathy, have an open heart and just be there for people that are in your circle. Um, so, yes, that is what I took from that quick Bible study. It also brings me to silence and just appreciating silence y'all know I'm big on kicking it by myself hanging by myself I love being alone um another thing that I have learned to love is silence I used to be able to like sleep with the tv on or be out and about and in commotion and like now I really do just appreciate silence I appreciate having friends that I can just connect with like we hang out and we don't have to talk I don't care if you're on your phone I don't care if I'm on my phone. Like, being in your presence is enough for me, right? I really appreciate silence. Um, <laughs> gives me the opportunity to think and just feel at ease and, and peaceful. And I remember one time when I was in Argentina studying abroad, um, my roommate at the time, we went out to eat. And she said to me, she apologized, actually. She said, I apologize for not having anything to say right now. I just, and I'm like, I stop her mid-sentence and I'm like, girl, you don't need to talk. And I'm thinking to myself, I would actually prefer you don't talk because every time you do talk, you don't talk about nothing I want to hear. Like silence is cool. Like sometimes you just want to be in the presence of other people. I really appreciate silence. You know, um, I just value it. I think in, in silence, I can just hear myself think. I can hear God talking to me and I just feel at ease. And, and it just feels peaceful to me. I don't know. Not too much to say on it. Just appreciate silence. Um, appreciate silence. Be there for your friends. Continue to have faith. Let's run a brief intermission. And then we'll be back. Okay? Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again... The number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, I am back. Really quickly, I just wanted to recap on Job chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, and this is the NIV version. It says, his wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. And then verse 10 is, he replied, and this is Job saying back to his wife, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? I really want to focus on that verse nine, where the wife is asking about Job still maintaining his integrity. And I can F with Job for responding like, girl, you sound dumb. Yes, I'm going to maintain my integrity. I Fs with God. We talked about integrity a couple days ago, right? And I was talking about integrity as it relates to myself, but having integrity in your relationship with God is so important. This, this, uh, this is chapter two. Again, I haven't gotten far into the book, but so far I'm just seeing Job really has some integrity. Like, yeah, I can, you know, fake and flex, not even fake, but I can fake, you know, fake, faking in the DMV is like you faking with it. Like you flexing with it. All right. Quick, quick, uh, slang for you. But anyways, I can flex and say that I have integrity with all that I say, but do I have integrity with, with my relationship with God? Am I willing to rock with God even when shit goes left? 
Am I effing with God the long way or am I only effing with God when I receive good things from him? Important question is to ask yourself. Integrity, having integrity in your relationship with God is important because I think that is going to be the base of the relationship, the foundation of the relationship and the foundation of your faith. If you don't have integrity and you finicky and you can F with God today and not F with him tomorrow, what's the point of the relationship? What are you serving God for? What is the, the what is the basis of this relationship with God? Good question. I think you guys should ask yourself very, uh, uh, very big, like eye opener for me, uh, brings things full circle for me has me just looking at my actions and looking at my heart and looking at my relationship with God. And this, this verse is really forcing me to make sure that the integrity that I have in my life and in my tongue and with my words translates over to my relationship with God. Because I told you guys, that was a huge goal of mine this month to foster that relationship and it's apparent to me that it all starts with my integrity. Do I have integrity or do I just say I have with God and I have faith in God only when good comes? And I think that this chapter has really been challenging my integrity. So I just wanted to drop that on you guys. I think we're going to end today's show. There isn't much on this brain. I wanted to do let's get deep, but the box fell because this table is so damn tight. It should be falling off it. And I don't feel like bending down and grabbing anything. God's plan. It is what it is. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. If you love today's show, if you liked it, share it with a friend, screenshot this, post it on Instagram story and tag me in it. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at Constance the Pod. Follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pod. Follow my personal pages, Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M, C-H-A. Of course, I give advice every episode. I didn't do advice today, but if you need advice, you can give me a call. 240-587-3186. Excuse me. 240-587-3186. You can click the link down below in the description box as well. That will take you to my advice column. And there you can leave an anonymous submission. Okay? Um, did I already tell you how to follow my personal pages? I think I did follow my personal pages. Uh, Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M, C-H-A. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Pinterest. I'm everywhere. If you want to see the bitch, did you see that tweet? Mm, I actually didn't retweet that one. So you just got to check it in the, I saw it somewhere and I screenshotted it. So you just got to catch it on the video. Don't forget you guys check out the come up culture podcast. Uh, I was a guest on that podcast today. You guys got to go show her love. T Marie. If you love today's episode, do me that one favor. Check her out on Instagram. The Instagram is come up culture pod. Okay. What she's doing is great. She's focusing on mental health, personal development, entrepreneurship. It's a podcast podcast worth listening to. And if you fuck with me, you're definitely gonna fuck with her. Her name is T Marie. And again, the podcast is the Come Up the Come Up Culture Podcast. And her Instagram is at Come Up Culture Pod. So y'all check that out. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode. Oh, actually, if you want your music featured on the show, send me an email, constantthepodcast at gmail.com. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode. Peace.